Welcome to Fortress of Faith with Tom Wallace. Strengthening the Saints Against Islam's Assault on North America. Thank you for joining us here today at Fortress of Faith. This is Tom Wallace. Well, you're tuned in today to a Christian apologetic uh, radio program that takes on the issues of Islam. We point out the deception, the, the false teaching of this uh, ideology that's masquerading as a religion. And in a moment, we're going to get into a glossary of Islamic terms so that we can better understand uh, the teachings of Islam, so that we can uh, better resist and take on uh, and oppose the false teachings of Islam, but hopefully also to rescue Muslims, to bring them to the truth. And um, in a moment, we're going to get into that. But quickly, let me address some of the dreadful news that we just heard yesterday coming out of Pakistan, out of Peshawar. Uh, a school there was attacked, a military school, uh, and the Taliban attacked them because they're trying to uh, push back against the military, and they're going after their children. I mean, how low can you go? Um, you know, just terrible atrocities there. 141 people were killed. Of that number, 132 of them were children, some as young as two years of age. Uh, shot and killed in their school. Now, this is the same country where, remember the schoolgirl Malala? Um, she, you know, wanted to stand up for rights of girls and women to be able to get an education. Well, a militant Muslim, a Muslim who is dedicated truly to the teachings of Muhammad, they don't respect women. In fact, Muhammad said that hell is largely filled with women because they're deficient in mind. They don't believe that women uh, are equal in status of man. They shouldn't be educated. And the Taliban uh, tracked down this girl and shot her in the head because of her stand for education for, for girls. And, um, and she survived the event. And, uh, and also, by the way, she just received a Nobel Prize uh, for her work of, of trying to protect women and she's just a young girl, uh, and, and God bless her uh, for what she's doing. But uh, here the Taliban has targeted a school that allows girls to come in and study, and they shot and killed not just girls but other students, boys, and they, they even burned alive some of the teachers. What a terrible atrocity that occurred yesterday, and all in the name of Allah. Well, folks, this is the fruit of Islam. Listen now, as Sharam Hadian and I uh, discuss some of the uh, terminology, the glossary of terms of the Islamic teaching, so we can better understand who they are and why they believe what they believe. Here we go. We're today talking about the glossary of Islamic terms. We're trying to help you listeners to understand Islam a little better. And you can get this list, the full list, off of our website today at fortressoffaith.org. It's on our main page uh, there. Just um, uh, go to our blog uh, area. And we're at number, out of 56, we're at number 11. <laughs> so uh, we've got a long ways to go, folks, and uh, we'll probably uh, cut into this again next week. But we're going to quickly go through a few here that don't take a lot. Uh, of explanation. But Sharam, uh, uh, talk to us about 11 and 12, the Eids, the festivals. Well, right. Uh, most listeners would know that uh, for Muslims, the holiest time of the year is the month of Ramadan, and it's called the Eid al-Fitr, 
which is their feast. And so this is the feast that they break to end Ramadan. So when they've gone through their 40 days where they fast from sun up to sundown, then each night they're supposed to eat, and then at the last night they have this big feast, a uh, big meal, uh, which is called Eid al-Fitr. Then they have the Eid al-Adha, and this is a feast which they celebrate, uh, and get this, Tom, Abraham's sacrifice, or almost sacrifice, of Ishmael. And so your listeners are going, wait a second, did they say that correctly? Yes. In the Quran, it teaches that Abraham was going to sacrifice Ishmael, uh, not in uh, the region uh, that we would know today as the, uh, as, as, as the region of Israel, in Mecca. They believe it was in Mecca that he was going to sacrifice uh, Ishmael. And here's the other interesting part, Tom. Many um, Christians today, I know, that our missionaries will say, oh, we teach Muslims, or Muslims will say, or we have common ground, that Islam is an Abrahamic faith. That is absolutely incorrect. It is absolutely a false statement. Because Islam teaches that Ishmael was a legitimate son of Abraham. Well, this is obviously in contradiction to what the Bible teaches, which is that, yes, Ishmael, Ishmael was a son of Abraham, but that Isaac was the legitimate seed. Isaac was the one that was going to be sacrificed. So how can they be of the same faith when they get this critical fact wrong? Now, you can argue that Arabs are of the descendancy of Abraham, but not Islam. Islam is not an Abrahamic faith. Uh, and so we need to move on. Uh, to number 13, Tom, which is the fatwa. Uh, and uh, let's explain to our listeners uh, what the fatwa is. Well, the fatwa is a legal binding opinion that's given by an Islamic legal scholar. And so, you know, if there's, um, you know, you want to understand Sharia, you understand the law better, you might write a letter or make a petition to a legal scholar and say, you know, what does uh, the law say about this? And so he'll uh, pronounce a fatwa. Now, sometimes fatwas are given um, as death sentences on right. the kufar, the, uh, the unbeliever who has violated or blasphemed something about Islam, and a scholar will give a fatwa, a death sentence on someone because they've broken, they've blasphemed, um, Allah, they've blasphemed Islam, and therefore they deserve to die, and they call on Muslims to carry that's out right. this uh, sentence that has now been pronounced on them. So that's what a, a fatwa is, but it, it could also be, you know, um, you know, what does God say about this? You know, and so they right. give a, uh, a legal definition and, and so on there. Then you have a fic. The fic is a legal jurisprudence uh, this is kind of like a um, uh, uh, someone who is a uh, maybe a, a Sharia lawyer and serves uh, uh, in the area of the courts, and uh, and he is part of the thick there. It's uh, that's right. You know, that's right. Well, same same with the Sharia ju uh, judge. So that uh, if, for example, in Great Britain, Tom, where uh, you were, uh, they have over eighty five Sharia compliant courts. Uh, so if a Muslim goes before that judge, uh, the, 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 the judge is acting as the fiqh, the legal jurisprudence, the legal counsel. And then the judge, by the way, can also give a fatwa, which is that legal uh, opinion. Yeah. Uh, so that's very interesting uh, in understanding Islamic law. Of course, uh, we want to resist Islamic law in America, which is why we work to uh, get states and uh, to pass protections of our constitutionally protected rights 
which are uh, opposite of what most of Sharia law teaches. Tom, number 15 on the list is the Hadith. And the Hadith is uh, basically to understand the traditions of Muhammad. So uh, we, we've explained this many times on the show that obviously the main source of Islam is the Quran. The Quran is believed to be the dictated word given to Muhammad. But there are also uh, secondary sources which are seen by any Muslim that I, be- that I believe is a devout Muslim sees the Hadith and the Sirah, uh, these two extra sources, uh, as equal, really, to the Qur'an, because it's what Muhammad did, uh, what his companions witnessed him do or say, uh, so it's his tradition. And oftentimes, when there's a question of a Muslim for uh, you know, whether they should do something or not, uh, they will go to the Hadith and say, well, what did Muhammad do? And Muhammad did X, Y, Z, and therefore... So just going back to your point of the death sentence really quick, uh, the Hadith teaches that a Muslim who has left Islam, like I have, according to the traditions of Muhammad, must be killed. So that's where the Hadith teaches, and now it has become accepted jurisprudence, Islamic law, that a Muslim who has left Islam and become an apostate must be killed. That's the punishment. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's the Hadith, and then we'll, we'll later talk about the Sirah, which is the second half of that, uh, what's called the Sunnah, the practice. Tom, let's get into number 16, which then gets into the five pillars. This is the Hajj, the pilgrimage to Mecca. But I know you want to cover a little bit of the, of the pillars there. Yeah, well, we've got uh, other you know definitions further down. Number 41, the Salat, that's the prayer. That's another one of the five pillars. Then you have uh, number uh, 43, the Psalm, the fastings which, uh, like we just talked about, the month of Ramadan. And uh, let me add this in, listeners. This doesn't mean that Muslims don't eat during that month. In fact, many Muslims have told me they probably eat more during the month of Ramadan than they do any other month of the the year. And it's just they don't eat during daylight hours. When sun sets, then they eat like Baptist. Oh, I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they eat. All right. Well, anyhow. But... uh, uh, anyhow, we better move on there. I'm going to step on my own toes here. All right. Uh, number 44, the Shahada. That's the first of the five pillars. This is the Muslim creed. Uh, this is what a Muslim says or what a person will say to convert to Islam. They have to say this with belief in the presence of two Muslim men. And uh, here's what the creed is, the Shahada. It says, there is no God but Allah, and Muhammad is his prophet or his messenger. And, and this is something that Muslims will say often. Uh, the Shahada, it's almost a bit like the uh, Bismillah in some ways, you know, of uh, encanting, yes. Yes. Uh, 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 saying it again and again and again, somewhat releasing magical powers if they say these things, uh, yeah. Re- yeah. repeating and, it. Yeah, Tom, I was just going to really quickly add to that, that uh, maybe the listeners have seen pictures of jihadists that were the headbands. Uh, you see it with Hezbollah all the time, with Hamas, with, with Islamic uh, Sharia. Uh, that's what that, those headbands usually say. On the top of the headbands is the Shahada, uh, which is there is no God but Allah and Muhammad is the Prophet. And of course, in the name of Jesus, can I just rebuke that, Tom, that, that phrase? Mm. I rebuke that phrase because we know that it is a phrase that will lead people astray into hell, and we want to rescue them out. But that's what Muslims say, and just recently, Tom, just this past week, in, in, in Iraq, again, ISIS is forcing Christians to try to denounce their Christian faith 
and they're telling them, if you say the Shahara, uh, we will let you live, so that they come back to Islam. And so it's very real, listeners, it's very real to what we're dealing with. It's not just a saying, it's literally life and death, especially for Christians who uh, are put to the death if they don't say this phrase. Mm-hmm. That's right. And uh, that's one of the five pillars. And uh, the last one that we've left out, that's number 56 on our uh, glossary, is the zakah. This is the Muslim um, tax or their tithing. Uh, Sharam, uh, quickly deal with that, and then we need to get into halal. Well, the, the, the zakat is, is, of course, there's eight uses for the zakat that the Quran specifies. Uh, Muslims are commanded to give, but, but oftentimes most people don't understand that that money is only to go to, to other Muslims. Uh, they're not permitted to give to non-Muslims. And one of the eight uses of the zakat can go to jihad, the fighting literally for military armament, the fighting the cause of Allah. So when people ask me, well, if, if, if a Muslim is giving to the mosque, does that money go to support uh, jihad or terrorism? Yes. Oftentimes they may not know it, but it does. And, Tom, really quick, the Hajj is their once-in-a-lifetime pilgrimage that they must go to Mecca. Once in their lifetime, they have to do this Hajj. Well, folks, I'm afraid we've got to stop here. But um, tomorrow we'll continue more on this uh, as we uh, break down the religion of Islam. Thank you for joining us. Hope you plan to join us again tomorrow. God bless you. Mm-hmm. 